At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow. And we are off and running on a Tuesday night, and we're starting three wide. Sean King, former Tampa Bay Buccaneers quarterback, and Matt Medcalf, the sportsbook director here for Circus Sports, I dragged him out, and I said, just just give us one. I, I did. I gave him a promise, Sean. I said, I will not bug you the rest of the year, which is a big promise. Okay. I don't know if I'll hold you to it. I don't know if I can pull it off, but I, I just wanted you before college football season, so I appreciate it, man. Thank Thanks you. for jumping in. Yeah, well, you. Matt Metcalf <laughs> sounds way too like sit in the front row of the class in grade school, so we're going to call it M&M. Yeah, that, that works. Whatever you want to go yeah, by. That, we're going by M&M. And, and That's was, a lot cooler. I like that. Well, I was telling Sean I used to take his bets back at the Westgate way back in the day. So. Yeah. I, mean, hey, I bought a lot of paper in my day. <laughs> um, well, we're going to hold off into kind of getting into the nitty-gritty of this upcoming week and, and the action you guys have seen uh, when it comes to college football. And uh, If you're a college football fan, obviously Circa is kind of – has kind of set the standard. Uh, it's been really impressive, Matt, where you guys... Now, I know, I think first to market for week one uh, was South Point way back in May, but every Sunday, I mean, I, I know I did it when I was on the East Coast, and I do it now, being the first to market. So give us kind of the backstory on, on what led you guys to be that trendsetter when it comes to college football every Sunday at 11 a.m. Pacific to be the first number out there. Yeah, I mean, it was something where we kind of played to our strengths. And when we opened the book, we had uh, myself and, and Matt Lindemann, who were really specializing in college football. Matt's over at WinBet now. But, um, you know, last year, uh, we just decided it, it was a good spot for us. We had, we had expertise in college football, we thought. And, you know, why not open the first number and kind of take some bets? And Derek Stevens, who's the owner of the casino, 
you know, he's a gambler at heart, and mm -hmm. so he heard the idea, and he and he jumped at it and said, yeah, let's have hang some numbers and take some bets. Yeah, it is. Uh, I mean, and, and people, there's there's lines waiting, and it's it's so much, it's so interesting now, the reaction just across the country, seeing that tweet come out from Circus Sports, non-gamblers, just beat reporters. They want to see that number, and they want to put it out there to their followers because they want to know, oh, wow, our team is, you know, 17-point underdogs, and I, I think it's... You know, obviously Sunday is so dominated by the NFL, but when that tweet comes out from Circus Sports, I think it is something for the non-NFL uh, enthusiasts. You know, you're from Norman. You know, you're a big Oklahoma fan. You're a big Alabama. Whatever it may be, we know those, and they want to see what those lines are. So I think it is, it's always a great talking point just across the country, obviously betting here in Colorado, but a talking point, which is, I mean, it, it leads to more, uh, talk about Circa, which is which is kind of part of the game. Yeah, I think we got the beat reporters really early on in the process. Um, like you said, they were waiting for yep. the uh, first line to come out. And, you know, I've said before, a lot of these places had no idea who Circa was or Circa Sports was. <laughs> so half of them thought we were just somebody putting out lines and weren't even a real sports book. So we had to convince them for about a month that we were real. And then they started waiting for it. And, and the most important part of putting the lines out every week is you got to bring up the world clock and hit like on right at 11 a.m. You, you can't miss it. If you're five seconds late, it's where are those lines? Yeah, you've got to be right on time. <laughs> okay. <laughs> See, I've got to take advantage of that because I'm not really a planner. Like I'm the kind of person that goes to the grocery store to get dinner and like decides what I'm gonna buy as I'm walking like in the aisle of the grocery store. So I have to take advantage of that. Like, ooh, tacos today. Yeah. Okay. It, it'll all be over if you approach it like that. I mean, there's there's so many people who are sitting there on their app, sitting at the counter. Just literally like counting with a stopwatch till 11 a.m. hits. And right. I mean, the second we flip those switch, I can't. We have a bet scroller on the back that shows the bets. You can't keep up. Wow. I mean, normally we set the minimum at like 100 bucks. We got to change it to like a thousand bucks just to keep up and wow. you know see the big bets so we can move the numbers. Matt Medcalf uh, going to hang out with us for the entire first segment. We're going to chat week one, uh, week zero in the books real quickly before we hit a little break here. Uh, what was week zero like for you guys? Uh, week zero was rough. Yeah, we um we kind of. I guess took I don't want to say a bath, but we but we took a, a good sized loss. Um, you know I think when you have four games like that and you're booking the limits we book, mm -hmm. you're you're kind of putting all your eggs in one basket. If you go one and three, you know you're not looking too good. And I know we got uh, we got middled on the uh, Illinois Nebraska total, so I know we um, we took a ton of money when it opened. I think around 56 got bet down to 52, and then we had in game number. I think we were hanging around 49 and a half, 48 and a half for a long time. It took some over missed some big over bets, and yeah, missed, stuck right in there. And a missed extra point kind of got it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> got it there too. All right, we'll get you in nitty gritty into week one. Matt Metcalf here to start the show. Let's get it rolling. Nightcap here on VSIN alongside former Tampa Bay Buccaneer and Tulane Green Wave great yes, Sean sir. King, yes, sir. Matt Medcalf, Sportsbook Director in the house uh, from Circus Sports. Tim Murray with you for the next three hours, and Matt can hang out the first segment. Uh, real quickly before we jump into uh, into week one, which, uh, which actually gets going tomorrow, an FCS versus FBS game, UAB taking on Jacksonville State. Um, your background is 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 fascinating because you were you were behind the counter, and then you went and became a professional better, and then you went back behind the counter. So, uh, being back behind the counter for a couple of years, I, I think you were saying it's about even out now. Uh, which which did you like more? 
Um, you know, <laughs> I, I think the freedom of being a professional sports better and not having a, a set schedule and kind of people depending on you, you know, besides your family, it's, it's, it's nice to have. Um, but, uh, but I do appreciate how much you learn when you're behind the counter. Mm. I mean, it, it's just nuts. When you're seeing other people bet and some of the smartest guys in the world and how they approach these games and, you know, their money management and their strategy, you can't help but learn. Um, and it's something that I think made me a better sports better um, working you know, behind the counter before I did that and it's made me a better bookmaker moving back. All right, let's jump into uh, jump into week one because there's so much going on. And, you know, you mentioned week zero for those of you that heard it. Uh, was It was tough because it's such a small slate. You know, overall, though, with the amount of games uh, in college football every single week, I know per game it's probably it's higher for the NFL, but overall is the handle higher every week for college football because there's so many offerings? Yeah, it, it gets close. I mean, you know, we, we take pretty healthy limits here. We're taking the day of the games. We're taking either 50 or 30 or 20,000 on, on the sides. So, you know, we get pretty close. We're planning on taking 100 on game day on NFL. Wow. Um, so it, it starts to rival. NFL is still king. Yeah. You know, NFL still kind of reigns supreme, but – but, you know, the longer we go along here and the more players we get who experience our limits and experience our customer service, I, I really think there's a chance that college could pass it someday. So, Yeah, and, and I'm just, you know, bouncing around, looking at games, looking at line movement. And I want to get to a game, and I know Sean's got an opinion on this one. Uh, we saw one of these teams already play. That's UCLA. They beat Hawaii uh, rather comfortably. Um, and Hawaii just... I'll be honest, it was very unimpressed by the performance from Hawaii, but got to give some credit to UCLA. Um, this line, I believe you guys opened at pick way back when, and then it got up, what, as high as four and a half? Well, so we opened our games late. We actually didn't put a line on this game until we saw UCLA play. Oh, wow. Yeah, okay. so the market had kind of formed, and, you know, uh, I think LSU was a four and a half consensus yeah. point favorite pretty much all preseason. Yep. Um, once we saw that game, we adjusted quickly and we hung pick. Wow. Um, we kind of knew that sentiment might be towards LSU, but we kind of just wanted to put up our number. So we took bets at one, two, all the way up to three. I think we even got as high as four. Mm -hmm. And then today we started to see some resistance. We took some plus four, plus three and a half, and then we took some big bets at plus three. Had some more resistance going back from some respected guys going at minus two and minus two and a half. So we're back at three, and this is just shaping up to be one of the biggest games of the weekend. And I think it's really going to be a battle on two-way action. We might get to our $50,000 limit on this game, which is kind of reserved for, like, marquee games. Yeah, and I, I mean, Sean, I know you've got some thoughts on this game you you have rewatched UCLA and you're not that impressed. I wasn't impressed. Yeah. I, I wasn't. I think the things that they had success against Hawaii would be very difficult to duplicate against LSU. Now the one caveat is who knows how this Hurricane Ida and the interruption and preparation right. is going to impact LSU being their first game. But they've been preparing for UCLA since spring football. I mean they've started that game plan and that's generally how you do it in college. You start implementing some things based on who the coordinator is going to be you start working on so they'll be ready i just think if you take the run game away from ucla has dorian thompson i don't want to say mature but has he grown enough to go out and single-handedly in a lot of ways beat a team like lsu and i don't think so yeah i think lsu's got a chip on their shoulder after last year they're going to be a lot more like the lsu we we've seen before from a talent standpoint they're loaded yeah, they got a lot of questions, but uh, yeah, they are, they are always recruiting at a high level. Matt Medcap, Sportsbook Director at Circa, in studio. Uh, so you're expecting a ton of handle on that. Georgia Clemson, obviously, is going to be massive so far. Uh, do you expect two-way action in, in Georgia Clemson as well? Yeah, for sure. And we've seen one-sided action so far, pretty much all on the money's the been at Clemson now. All the oh. money's been on Clemson minus three. Really? Yeah, and we've held firm because we just believe we're going to see that Georgia money. So 
you know, the number got up to three and a half at some places. We, we stuck at three, and we've seen the number go back down, consensus kind of down to three. So I think the Georgia money's coming. I just think everybody's kind of waiting to see how high the number can drift. But that's another game that just shapes up to be incredible, and obviously that's the you know standalone marquee game in this. Well, and that and that's the beauty I would say for you guys wanting to draw in, and the, and the way this schedule shapes out, right? Four thirty Pacific, seven thirty Eastern, Georgia and Clemson. Then you've got UCLA uh, taking on LSU just an hour later. So the you know, tons of bets going to be flying in uh, for those. I want to go a little bit earlier in the day and see what you guys have done on this one because you know when this game was hung early on in the spring, uh, it was too high. It was Louisiana Lafayette taking on Texas. I'm curious if it's gotten too low now. Texas is right now laying eight. So, Matt, what have you guys seen so far on on Louisiana Lafayette and Texas? Because I know you personally are just interested to watch this game. Billy Napier's squad, great last year. uh, Beat Iowa State to start the season. Um, You know, preseason top 25. So the buzz is there. I mean, this is one of the five top 25 matchups we have in week one. Yeah, and I got to ask you a question because I, I know I don't want to know the answer. Tell me what that game opened at because I have no clue. I want to say it opened 12 or 13. Okay. Now yeah. yeah, I'm going to be – I know I was going to be mad once you said that. <laughs> um, I, I think we, we opened at 10, and, you know, I, I was leaning dog the whole way, and I, and I love this matchup. I yeah. just think it's so interesting. You've got, you know, Texas with the, with the new head coach obviously coming in with, you know, we don't know what we're going to see, and a, a new quarterback. And then we've got a really experienced Lafayette team who, you know, has every right to give them a game. So, you know, we've seen – not a ton of dog action. I think I took one sharp bet at like nine plus nine, and then we went down to seven and a half and saw some sharp money on the uh, on the favorite at seven and a half. So we're kind of right in there between at eight. Um, I wouldn't be surprised to see see the wise guys really get in on the dog here at some point. I just think they're going to go with the team that they know is experienced against kind of a, a Texas team that could still be figuring it out week one. Yeah, and you're and you're not super impressed by Texas's QB from what you've seen what so I've far. Seen, and I haven't seen the training camp. Uh, I think. He's a notch below the top-level guys, you know, especially that kind of program. It's interesting the Lafayette, you know, big picture from a program standpoint because the Billy Napiers that have come through college football haven't stayed at Louisiana Lafayette. Right. Well, it's been a different program, but when they've had that kind of rise, they've always left for the better job. So I'm really anxious to see because he's been there a while now, you know, for a guy with that high of a profile whose name has been in every coaching search I'm interested to see what that program looks like. They've really invested in it from a financial standpoint. That's the highest paid uh, non-Power 5 coaching staff in the country, if I'm not mistaken. They've uh, added some facilities. So I, I, I want to see. I want to see what it looks like. I'm like you. I'm telling, I mean, you've got to make a line, of course, but I probably won't touch that game. Just kind of want to sit back and see what does Lafayette look like. You know, at this point, you know, in his tenure. When it was north of 10, I was like, I was, I was, I got to grab the dog there. Now I think we're getting into that. Does talent eventually overcome and I and I think the more I thought about it I'm curious Matt what you what you thought and, and how much you put into coaching I think Sarkeesian's reclamation project and the buzz he's bringing now down to Texas when he was hired at USC and this was before we knew about his off-field demons and all that stuff I, I was I thought it was an uninspiring hire I think now he's matured I think what he did at you know what he did at Alabama and the offense they had was the most dynamic offense we've ever seen Alabama have. So I've been, I'm actually impressed by Sarkeesian and more I thought about it. I actually think that was a pretty good hire by Texas. Yeah. And I I can't argue, you know, I I was kind of the guy who championed the Tom Herman hire and thought it was great. I did too. I thought eventually he would put it all together. So, you know, we know the recruiting athletes down there. We know they've got great players. You know, it's a matter of can Sarkeesian step in week one and put it all together and and have a game for a tough team. And that's kind of, you know, I, I, as a, as a, Sports better and a bookie. I'm I'm always kind of looking to 
fade kind of those uncertain factors and be kind of negative in that regard to something I haven't seen. So I'll kind of always take the thing I've seen versus the unknown quantity if I, if I can be pretty sure it's going to show up, you know, in, in terms of Lafayette coming to play. Well, speaking of numbers uh, opening uh, maybe incorrectly, and actually Chris Andrews, who I, I, we love, and, and Chris is always very open, he said he made a mistake on this line. Mm-hmm. He opened Miami only 13 against Alabama, and that was that was gone. I was there that day in May, and it was gone within – 10 minutes. I mean, it was up to 16 by then. I, I'm trying to be, if I was really negative on Alabama, you know, I could get to a point where I could see that line being around 12 or 13. If I really liked Miami and I was just a big Deere King guy yeah. and I hated Alabama, and I was like, this team's like, they lost Mac Jones, they suck. So I don't think that's a, hor- a horrific number. I, I think it's, it's definitely light when you start to get into what is Alabama every year. Mm-hmm. But, you know, when you're adjusting year to year, sometimes it's hard. Sometimes you think a team's a touchdown worse. And, you know, it's, with Alabama, it's always, it's always new players. So you got to. You know. I just have never seen Miami in the last decade when they step up to this type of opponent look mm-hmm. like they belong. Well, in Alabama, we've, we've discussed, I mean, this game every year, the neutral site opener, they yeah. just destroy teams. Right. They're so prepared. They're so ready to go. I'm not touching at that price, well, though. I mean, I'm not that, that line, no thanks. Like, this is an interesting game because I can't get a bet on this game. And so the thing, the thing I like to do is I want to see a bet. So I'm sitting here, and I think my number is like, I'm trying to think, 108. It's like, my, my number's a little lower. I think my number's like 16. Okay. And I see, like, we were at 17, 18 at one point. I'm getting no action. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, all right, well, let's go up to 20. See if anybody takes 20. So we finally got a little nibble at 20, and I'm like, all right, I saw some wise guys at 20. Let's go down to 18, see if anybody wants to play at 18. That's all we're trying to do is figure out, like, you know, we want to see smart guys bet so we can figure out where to be. And so early in the week before we start taking 50K on a game, that's the time to do it. So. Right, right. Well, let me get to a game because I know it's moved, and I actually, I did not move this line. <laughs> but on, I was here on Sunday, Matt, as we talked to Matt Medcalf, sportsbook director here, uh, at, at Circa, and I think a lot of people are actually taking the dogs that played last week, San Jose State, mm-hmm. Fresno State, but the team that won last week, maybe the most impressive, was Illinois. You guys hung eight to open against UTSA, and that's now down to five. So has it been smart money coming in on the Roadrunners? No, I think it was just um, dumb money making the line. I think when we opened that line, um, I was talking with one of the uh, the guys we, we make college football lines mm-hmm. with, and he's he made it eight, and I, and I wanted to just hang a line real quick, so I hung his eight. And then another kid over to the side who uh, is one of our college football guys also said, hey, is that line with or without Peters? And I said, I have no idea. I didn't even think about the Peters injury, so definitely it's with him. So the second, the second he brought that up, I'm like, all right, do I want to back uh, Archer Sitowski? Yeah, so I think we shaved uh, two okay. points off that line, got to six. And then the more I thought about it, it just seemed like a really good spot for UTSA. And I kind of got aggressive. I went down to five this morning. And I'm kind of looking to see if anybody will play Illinois because that game has all the hallmarks right. of like a live dog. Coming off coming off of that big win, got UTSA coming into town. We've talked to it. We just previewed the CUSA a couple of days ago. So I don't love the quarterback. I know you in don't. In San Antonio. I love the running back. with Sincere, I think yeah, is his name. McKinley. He's a dude. You know, some of those guys are on our coaching staff at USF, so okay. I know they have really good coaches. But emotionally, it's a huge letdown spot for Illinois. Right. They had a lot invested in the Nebraska game. It's a conference game, home opener, new head coach. Tough sometimes to get a team that's not used to success up emotionally and from an attention to detail standpoint. And I'm telling you, if I love the quarterback at UTSA, I bet I'm on the money line. Yeah. And I, they have a chance to go in there and win that game. Just This is on Brett Bielema. How are you going to get your team ready after emotional win against Nebraska? Um, a game that I've seen has moved a decent amount, uh, and that's the, the Sunday night standalone game. Uh, Notre Dame at Florida State. 
We still don't know the quarterback. Mackenzie uh, Milton. Maybe it is. Maybe it isn't. They have not named it. Uh, could be Jordan Travis. <laughs> CEO of the dog pal, baby. Florida State. Let's go. Need a block. Oh. No, nobody told you I was a Florida guy, did they? Uh, that's all right. You're not involved in this contest. It's a Notre Dame guy sitting to your right. And Mackenzie Milton and the fighting is Mike Norvells are going to upset okay. oh. Notre Dame. All right. <laughs> go for that one. Yeah, you you go for it. I'll, I'll I'll let Matt book that one for you on the money line. But what have you seen in this? Because I've seen the movement, and you guys have been one of the few. Actually, right now, I think you're the only seven in the market. Most seven and a halfs. You were back at seven and a half. Now back to seven. So seeing some Florida State actually come in. Not a ton. So this is another game where, like I said, we put these lines up a little later than everybody else. And so we really put some opinion into it. And, you know, we kind of thought this line should be closer to a touchdown. And I think it was actually closer to 10 when when we opened Mm -hmm. this game. So I think we opened, I want to say we opened eight and a half or nine. And we've kind of walked this game down there again, just looking for a bet. I got down as low as six and a half. Wow. Just looking for a bet. And finally, we took a bet on uh, Notre Dame minus six and a half from somebody I respect. And we went to seven. And then I think we took a little more at seven, drifted up. But, you know, to me, it's, it's a tough spot for Notre Dame to go on the road and lay points. But, again, like I said, with the uncertainty factor, you know, Milton starting for the first time for FSU for a team that hasn't looked like themselves in the past few years, like, should be good. And, and I do agree with you. I think Milton gets a start. Absolutely. So. He should if he's healthy. I mean, that's what yeah. we still don't know coming off of that injury. I think it will be Milton ultimately, but, you know. It's going to be fine on Monday. <laughs> Ooh, when I strike. Like the pretty boy. You, are Rick you just? Flair. Are you just? Is there, is there a wager here? Is there a wager? I, we can time? make it. Be, we, absolutely. I feel like there should be. It will yeah. be. It's a lot of, lot of talking. I gotta make sure Mike doesn't do anything strange, and he's gonna start McKenzie. And hey, you're just gonna be mad when Florida boy Kevin Austin scores three touchdowns on Florida State. Is it gonna be enough? <laughs> the question is, could Florida State block anybody? Because Notre Dame's strength is their defensive line. Well, 2021, they haven't given up, given up any sacks. That's true. They haven't done no that yet. No quarterback pressure. <laughs> uh, offensive line coach there in Tallahassee. He's a good friend of mine. I know what he's capable of. He's upgraded the talent there. They're he still... upgraded the talent by getting a Notre Dame transfer who wasn't going to start. <laughs> well, that you hit the nail on the head. The question is, can they get the talent back that they right. had for so long? I mean, that was, you know, as been somebody who went to Florida, even the years that you know, we were better than Florida State back in the, like, the late 90s and stuff like that. They always had better players than us every and what's, year. what's interesting, it wasn't an arms race. It was just about location. They were in the state of Florida. Mm-hmm. A lot of Florida kids didn't want to leave. They'd stay. Mm-hmm. Florida State had a stranglehold on South Georgia. You know, but now what's happened is Florida, Florida State, Miami got behind in the arms race. Their facilities, their infrastructure isn't close to what Alabama, Ohio State, Clemson, and those schools have. So it's hurt them in recruiting, but Florida State did something really good as we're about to go to break. They brought in the magic man, Mackenzie Milton. And you're going to see on that Sunday night. I've seen, I saw him quite a bit at UCF. I know you saw him at USF. The magic show. At MM Pact on Twitter. You're the man, Matt Medcalf, sportsbook director here at Circa. No more. I won't bug you the rest of the year. You're I good. will. You're good. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for having me, guys. This is the Nightcap here on Visa. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. 
There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. With just a few taps on the app, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. It's your one-stop shop. Angie can help you find the best price for your project by comparing quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps or book services at an upfront price based on local data. They get the difficulties that can come with home projects. They get it. Why not make it as simple as possible? Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com or download the app today. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up, picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all, but here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs... Yeah, like check out these hair. Pl- I mean, don't just walk around. Hey, tapping. Hey, hey, stranger. I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you have know to do that with everyone you meet? Some people try to act like they. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, "Look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot." Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but all right. So, what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. Though. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Keep it rolling here on the nightcap alongside Sean King. Tim Murray with you. Thanks to Matt Medcalf, sportsbook director here at Circa, who's taking your bets for a couple years over at the Westgate. Eminem. Appreciate him coming (laughs) in. Yeah, he's a great college football mind. Always love uh, always love chatting with him and, uh, you know, getting his thoughts on on the season. And, you know, it's interesting to hear him. It's it's almost like a game back there. It's yeah. it's like a cat and mouse game. You're like, yeah, let me, let me throw this throw this out there, see if they'll nibble a little bit. They're and, almost fishing for bets. And it was I was saying it was interesting. They're trying to entice bets. Yeah, entice. Wages. They want action. So, yeah, they want to bring that action in. And I know that you are uh, very bullish on 
on LSU. Very. And he thinks it's going to be two-way action uh, throughout the throughout the entirety. And and obviously that's, I mean, I think ultimately if you're a sports book, you want to make a stand and crush the public. I mean, right. that's that's ideal. But to get two-way action, uh, which he's anticipating for UCLA and LSU, I was surprised to hear Sean because I thought the public would be grabbing the dog in Georgia and Clemson. I'm a little surprised to hear that as of right now, it's been a steady stream of Clemson money coming in on that uh, on that game. That makes sense because at least in the South, the perception is that Georgia is a notch below the Clemson Alabamas of college football. And every time they get in one of these games where you're evenly matched, right. the, the knock has been Kirby can't Kirby can beat everybody except Alabama or Clemson or someone on the same level. And that's, I think, the belief is that Clemson's on the same level as Georgia. And uh, But I was surprised. I thought I thought that plus three would be tantalizing to the public. And yeah, we'll, see what, uh, we'll see what ultimately happens on Saturday night. Yeah, I just, the injuries in training camp have me afraid. Yeah. And I've got a lot riding on my nine and three. Yeah, you need this one. Clemson prediction. <laughs> you need Georgia on this one. Kirby decides to have like a gladiator training camp, looks like. And <laughs> hurt all the guys that I thought were going to be playing. Uh, we'll see. Yeah, I mean, and, and we'll find out a lot. You know, we talked about it yesterday with the Heisman. Um, you know, I think with DJ at, at Clemson and JT Daniels at Georgia, I think the winner of this game, their odds right now, you're never going to get a better number. What's your uh, opinion right of JT Daniels? I like him. Uh, I think he's the best of what they got. You know, thinking back to last year, I, I was actually pretty excited for the prospect of Jamie Newman being their starter last year, and then he opted out of the season, um, and he ultimately didn't even get drafted. So I clearly was wrong in my assessment of the former Wake Forest quarterback because yeah. I thought he was going to go down there and, and be a difference maker. But, you know, I, I think if you dive deep into it, I like JT Daniels. I'm not blown away by JT Daniels. And like you said, with the limited amount of weapons right now for Georgia to work with, with all the injuries, George Pickens getting lost in spring. He'll be back at some point. Um, Eric Gilbert uh, is not with the team right now. I'm but, pretty sure that's academics because so, he's been allegedly transferring to multiple places because he was at LSU initially, right? Yeah. And the people that I've talked to, it's something to do with academics, if I'm not mistaken. You know, sometimes when you're transferring, all your credits don't transfer. Mm -hmm. You're waiting on a grade. You know, different things can happen. But So, well, yeah, I mean, and, and then for Clemson, you know, Justin Ross, is he back to the Justin Ross we saw in 2019? Mm -hmm. If he is, watch out. I mean, this is, this is a scary team in Clemson. And if DJ can play to the level that we saw a night game, granted it wasn't 80,000, but it was still a night game at Notre Dame. It's a big-time game, undefeated, on the road. Right. Yeah. And, you know, and they had students there. It was, it was loud-ish for last year. Um, and he played pretty well. I mean, threw for over 400 yards. Yeah. The moment wasn't too big. Uh, he made some mistakes in that game. So we will see. Uh, but that was, uh, that was an interesting nugget there to, to hear that um, – that it was a steady stream as of right now on Clemson, but they weren't moving because they believe that Georgia money is coming. They didn't want to go to three and a half because they felt like that's when the Georgia money what would come in. What does your gut tell you? Initially, it was Georgia, but the more I think about it, I think Clemson. Uh, I, I'm 
I'm starting to really come around on DJ Uyunglele as I think he's a, a really big good player. Time. I mean, he's like, look, I think he's a he's really a, really good player. He's a five star recruit. Yeah. Um, you know that offense did not look any different in the first Notre Dame game than it looked when Trevor Lawrence was a quarterback. It was explosive. They call the same types of plays. You know, I think that speaks volumes to first of all the maturity the young man has, and secondly the level of talent. They didn't win that initial Notre Dame game because the defense didn't show up. Yeah. Uh, Notre Dame took advantage of a couple. Of, I mean, and think about this. Defensively, James Skalski back. That defensive line, best in the country. Brian Barisi Skalski. coming off the edge. That dude is. 5.2 Skalski. He's <laughs> <laughs> always got something. <laughs> we'll get you updated on what's happening in New England. We haven't even mentioned Mac Jones. Starting quarterback for the New England Patriots. It is the nightcap here on VSIN. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Classes in session. Find Try This from the Washington Post wherever you listen. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. In just a few taps in the Angie app or clicks on the site, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. Renters, you can use Angie, too, for moving, installations, or cleaning. Angie can even help with extremely specific projects. Just tell them what you need, and Angie will find the right solution for you. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com, or download the app today. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. 
Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think. Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. I'm not guarding like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. With the NFL preseason in the books, it is the time. It is time to huddle up. The VEASAN Pro Football Betting Guide. I was reading through it today, looking at all of the predictions in there. It's only $19.99 available now. Our experts have profiles on every team, advanced stats, power ratings, best bets on season win totals, division finishes, and player awards. Sign up for VEASAN All Access. Get everything we offer for the entire football season. Head over to VEASAN.com backslash subscribe. It is the nightcap here on VEASAN alongside former Tampa Bay Buccaneer quarterback Sean King. I'm Tim Murray. Just keeping a, an eye on what's happening in Major League Baseball. The Brewers going out west, not messing around. Hey, that's Derek's pick. I'm, I may have put in a little future on the Brewers today. Eight to one. Still not bad. That's eight, not bad. Eight to one, I feel like, for a team that will not in all likelihood face an NL West team until the NLCS. Gets the NL East, which mm-hmm. is, I mean, look at the, do- the the Braves are, no one can beat good teams. So you have that rotation um, at eight to one. I, I thought it was worth a worth a play. So a little bit just to just to keep things interesting. Um, I'm with you. Got to be there with the Rays. I mean, Rays Brewers uh, World Series would be all right. One of us would be happy. I think they're the only team. Absolutely, I think they're the only team. Speaking of the Brewers, who can match up with Dodgers starting pitching wise. And by the way, uh, just just a tip of the cap to this guy who just knows all when it comes to the Rays. Eight to five, got a little close there. Well, it was I was nervous. You're a little close, it but was first and second, you know, I have a run line. So, oh man! But they get it done, and uh, Sean called that one. Also, something that uh, that my partner has been all over. Mac Jones. Now, you believe that ultimately it would be Cam that would start Week One. But you have stayed, you have remained steady that Mac Jones is the best quarterback in this draft class. That's what you saw. 100%. That's what you continued to see. I think that's what we all saw. And, you know, it's funny because I just want to go back in time a little bit. When the rumors were out there that Mac Jones was going to go three to San Francisco, and there was just this uproar of, ah, oh, you can't pick Mac Jones. And, there were a lot of people that I respect that were just going way too all in on can't pick them there. And I'm thinking, why? Why not? I literally was going to bet San Francisco to win the Super Bowl if they selected Mac Jones. And, and there you go. I mean, he to me, he seemed like the perfect guy for Kyle Shanahan. He's his Kirk Cousins. I mean, if you've got weapons around Mac Jones on a controllable, cheap contract, but everyone was losing their minds. You don't trade up to get him. And the Patriots stand pat. They get Mac Jones at 15. It seems like right now with Josh McDaniel's offense, it fits like an absolute glove. Um, 
Bill Belichick's never really worked with a, a rookie quarterback before, so that's going to be an interesting dynamic. But before we jump into the odds and, and everything and how it's all shifted in the rookie of the year market, were you surprised by the news today that not only it was Mac Jones to be the starter, but that Cam Newton had also been released? No. And we haven't heard the entire backstory, but first of all, tip your hat to Mac Jones because he's played at such a high level that this decision was even needed as a discussion, even before it actually manifested itself into action. He had played at such a high level, especially when Cam was on the COVID, you know, uh, suspension or whatever you want to call it, removal. Mm-hmm. That, what I heard from inside, from people that were there, I think they were inter-squatting with the Giants, yep. was that Mac looked phenomenal. So kudos to him. Having said that, I wouldn't be surprised if Cam and Belichick, who've had nothing but public respect for each other, got together and Bill said, Cam, we're going to start Mac. What do you want to do? And Cam said, well, why don't you release me so I can have an opportunity to potentially go somewhere else and start for another team. And Bill said, okay. I wouldn't be shocked if that's what happened. I wouldn't either. Um, and I, I thought this was the right move to make because everything you heard, and I know Cam played really well in that second preseason game. He, he came out, he was zipping the ball. Then Mac Jones came in and did the same thing. And you could say, well, he did it against the twos. He started. I think you tip your hat to both guys. What he did against the Giants, I thought that, to me, it seems like the separator was those those practices where Cam Newton was out due mm-hmm. to the, the COVID confusion, whatever it was, the testing. Um, and I think, ultimately, Mac Jones continued to succeed and play well. And they felt, we're comfortable rolling with this guy. I mean, And, and, it, and some of this is some of the side effects that still linger from Belichick feeling like he should have went to Brady before the injury to Drew. Mm. I've heard Belichick say, I started to announce Drew uh, Tom as a starter at the beginning of the season, and I just didn't do it because Drew had been there. And I think he sees the same kind of scenario situation, and he's like, I'm not going to repeat it. And as opposed to it being awkward, which is what it was when Drew – was standing on the sideline after he came back and he was healthy and Brady was still the starting quarterback. I remember, I think it was the Pittsburgh game when Drew said, I feel like I should be starting because I'm healthy now. And that was in the playoffs, I'm not mistaken. Right. Yeah. I think my memory serves me right. So I think Bill did the right thing. And, you know, this is what competition should be. There was no undermining from Cam or from Matt Jones. There was no undermining from the coaching staff. These two men, they showed up, they competed, the organization made a decision out of respect for who Cam Newton is. They released him so that he can potentially go and find somewhere else to be the starting quarterback or be available if somebody has an injury. Say Indianapolis Colts, Carson Wentz, if his foot injury was serious. You know, maybe there's an opportunity there for Cam to come in and, and, and be the starting quarterback there. So we'll see. You know, I don't think anybody should have their head down. You know, I think I made a huge mistake by not betting Mac Jones for the rookie of the year. And again, it revolved around the yep. fact that if Cam started the season, I didn't think Mac was going to play enough the first half to win rookie of the year. You know, now I'm I should have done it. I, I should have done it too, because right. I, we, we talked about it. I kept poking you. I'm like, who will start? Who will start? And you said, I think it's going to be Cam. And I blew it. I should have known better because as we know from Bill Belichick, he, 
There's no such thing as loyalty. He wants to win. And, right? and I blew it because of the amount of support I've given publicly for Mac Jones since the season ended at Alabama. Right. I've consistently on every platform that I've been on said Mac Jones is the best quarterback in this draft. I should have taken him just off of that. This is, in my opinion, this is the right move for the New England Patriots. You agree? Short-term and long-term, absolutely. Yeah. And he's earned it. He earned it. There there was nothing handed to him. There was a true competition, and he earned it. Uh, Cam didn't play poorly. I I give him kudos. He played well, but he absolutely earned this starting job. It is the right move. And now, what should we expect from Mac Jones in his rookie year? Statistically and maybe hardware-wise, we'll discuss that on the other side. Stick around. It's the Nightcap here on Beaton. helps you hire great people fast. Indeed delivers four times more hires than all other jobs combined. Job sites combined. That's according to Talent Nest. Visit Indeed.com slash credit. It is the nightcap here on VEASAN, former Tampa Bay Buccaneer and Mac Jones believer, yes, Sean King. My guy. I am Tim Murray, at one Tim Murray. You know, it's funny. I just want to go back to the draft process, and I, when it comes to... I mean, I, I watch as much college football as, as anyone out there, but mm-hmm. evaluating, I listen to people like yourself, former players, people who know how to know more so what they're seeing. And we had a friend of mine, former Washington football player who played under the Shanahan regime and Chris Cooley on the show. And he said, all along, Mac Jones is going three. He said he's the perfect fit for Kyle Shanahan. And he was really the only one out there saying that, it should be Mac Jones. I mean, you, you weren't here yet. Right. I'm sure you would have said the same thing. So it's just, I, I always leaned on his his uh, opinion more than, and this is no knock on, you know, analytical people and whatnot, but there was just this, I get it with Justin Fields, and I think he has a chance to be really, really good too, but if Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch said, Mac Jones is our guy, I would have said, i Okay, makes sense. I mean, that, that's what I would have thought of it. And now the New England Patriots said, Mac Jones is our guy. A team that has won six Super Bowls in the last de- uh, two decades. I could have understood Mac Jones. It would have made a lot of sense to me. You know, I feel like I, I'm an expert when it comes to evaluating, yeah. you know, this game. Um, I would have understood if it was Justin Fields. What flabbergasted me was that it was Trey Lance. Mm-hmm. And I hope I'm dead wrong. I hope Trey Lance is phenomenal, but you look at what the assets are that they gave up to move up to take a guy who, in my opinion, is a good two years away from being able to be a winning caliber starting quarterback in the National Football League. Like having that kind of consistency, decision-making, ball location. I, think, I feel like he's at least two years away. That shocked me because they had a team that in a lot of ways is ready-made to compete now. Yeah. So we'll see. His, uh, they're going to play the games. You know, but I was a big Mac Jones fan. I'm still a big fan. You know, I followed the kid since he went to Jacksonville Bowls. I was actually at the state championship game, you know, that they lost. Um, you know, there in, uh, I think it was Daytona, or Orlando. We were in Orlando. It was in Orlando. So, you know, I, I followed this kid. I know a lot about him. So I knew what I was talking about. And you know, a lot of people just seeing it. Decent 
decent quarterback room a couple years ago. And man, what a <laughs> no, right? what a recruiting tool. Not that Alabama needs any more recruiting. You know, you just have Nick Saban, the goat, walking around <laughs> telling that you're going to win championships. And then they tweeted out today uh, about just a picture of the three three quarterbacks: Jalen Hurts, Tua. Mac Jones, all starters in the NFL. No big deal. They won starters. In the same quarterback room, three starting NFL quarterbacks. Yeah. Ridiculous. Absolutely insane. And there you have Field Yates tweeting it out. Uh, three future NFL starting quarterbacks, two future first-round picks at running back, Josh Jacobs and Najee Harris, Damian Harris. Who starts for the Who starts Pats, for the right? Patriots. Yeah. Uh, first-round picks at wide receiver, Jerry Judy, Henry Ruggs, Jalen Waddell, and Devonta Smith. Smith. Four first-round picks otherwise. Uh, so, I mean, it's just it's just a joke. It, it's, it's ridiculous. But what that's they, why they win. Yes. <laughs> and they have... Insane coaches, too, right? Yeah. I so. mean, by the way, the and and Warren Sharp, if you're, you know, you follow him, he's a big, big proponent and believer in Brian Dable, the offense coordinator of the Bills. But where was he before he got to the Bills? Alabama's offense coordinator. Right. You know, Steve Sarkeesian, head coach of Texas now. Oh, the tree is extensive. But I don't give Saban credit for the tree, per se, because a lot of these guys, he's not getting – as graduate assistants, he's getting <laughs> as fired head coaches, and then they kind of go oh, come to on. Alabama. Bill O'Brien's a come graduate on, assistant. He was on. just running an NFL franchise. Come on. And I think Saban's the best in the business, but I mean, <laughs> come on. This, <laughs> Alabama's the rehab center for uh, oh my gosh. the Fired Coaches Association of America. There's no doubt in my mind. There's yeah. no doubt. I mean, you you build, you you, you go bear there, and you, you win for some a year, games. and all is forgiven. Um, I want to get to a couple things. I want to get to offensive rookie of the year real okay. quickly, but let's look at these season totals for Mac Jones. 3,800 passing yards is the over-under, so in order to eclipse that, if he plays all 17 games, that's 223.5 yards per game. Passing touchdowns, 23.5. Interceptions, 13.5. And and then Rookie of the Year MVP, we'll we'll hold off on. That interceptions number seems high to me. Now, I can't... It's hard to compare Alabama statistics to the NFL. NFL's different. More talent, obviously. But what have you talked about? I mean, he's quick read. Yeah. He doesn't make mistakes. He's a high football IQ. He has great he, ball is he location. Fourteen. Picks? I don't think so. I don't see that, that seems happening. High. I don't see that happening. That I mean, I, I would I would think that maybe he doesn't get to the touchdown prop because they might rely on you know Damian Harris a I little bit he, more. I think he surpasses that because he's gonna start from game one. And three thirty eight hundred passing yards is really not that much as I, I mentioned I think he flies by that number it's that's an average if he plays every game and that's always the caveat if he plays every game it's an average of two hundred and twenty three and a half yards it's not that much so with what we saw in the preseason yes it's the preseason the new weapons they brought in uh he you know he he's got two tight ends that are really talented that he now could get the throw to in John Smith and Hunter Henry with the wide receivers that they brought into. So, yeah, I I would, I would, know it feels chalky, but I would go over on yardage, over on touchdowns, and I would go under on, on interceptions. I think my favorite of the three would probably be under on interceptions. Yeah. Because I don't think he's going to risk a ton. I, of, I don't think he's going to do a lot of dumb plays. I, I agree with that. I think he's going to be a lot more close to the vest. I think Josh McDaniels is going to keep this simple. Quick reads. See, yeah. I think the complete opposite. Really? I think it's going to be extremely complex. I think they're going to give him a whole lot. Because I think he has the capacity and the capability well, I guess what I was to saying, handle a lot. Yeah, I think it would be complex. I think it would be like we saw in 
in the preseason, he's he gets it out of his hand right. quick. So I just think first read or you know first couple reads he'll he'll get it out quick. And and I only say it'll be a normal elite quarterback system because Sarkeesian's background is also in the NFL. He was the OC oh, in yeah. Atlanta, so he that Alabama offense last year was an NFL offense. And I heard Sarkeesian say something to the effect of. By the end of the season, it was the most like complex offense because he just kept putting it on his plate. That's right. And, as he can the, year went, and, and the year went and on. He can handle it, process it, and not make mistakes. See, that's what differentiates him from a lot of guys. A lot of guys can learn it. And you put them on a chalkboard and ask them to draw it up, they can draw it up. A lot of guys can learn it and then regurgitate it, which means it comes into me. Now I can say it clearly to the rest of my teammates in the huddle. Very few guys can then be productive with it. Learn it, regurgitate it, and then go out and produce. Mac checks all three boxes off. Like he just he has that innate, unique, almost unicornish ability to always be calm when it's chaotic. And that's what I love about the kid. So Mac Jones now looking at the offensive rookie of the year as both Sean and I kick ourselves for not taking yeah. ten to one. I what a dodo I am. He is six to one at DraftKings. That's actually the best number you can find on Mac Jones. Because he is, get this, Sean, he is a co-favorite here at Circa. Plus 350 for him, plus 350 for Trevor Lawrence. He is uh, plus 350 at the Westgate Superbook. Trevor Lawrence is slightly shorter at 3-1. to one. At BetMGM, he's 5-1, to one, Mac Jones. And Trevor Lawrence is at plus 325. So let's start with Mac Jones. At 6-1, to one, is it worth a play? Yes. I think... You get the platform, you get the player, and you also get the production. Platform being he plays for a team that's nationally relevant. Patriots, everybody around the country knows about the Patriots. They, even if they don't root for the Patriots, if the Patriots are on a TV in your local bar, most of the people in that bar will look over there just to see how the game's going. That's good for Matt. Mm-hmm. He has the talent, the player, to go out and live up to the hype, and he's going to produce. They're going to win games. They're going to be in the playoff hunt. So you're going to see a kid in his rookie year that's, you know, last quarter of the season having to play games that are meaningful, you know, in my opinion, and that's just going to enhance, you know, his candidacy, you know, whereas I think the guys he's going to be competing against are going to be on teams that aren't playoff relevant, even though they might be having success. It's not success in the pressure cooker of we're trying to make the playoffs or establish home field or in the Patriots situation potentially winning a division. Is this now the opportunity? Because as soon as the draft happened, it was Trevor Lawrence was the favorite, and then the steam was on Najee Harris, former Alabama guy too. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pittsburgh Steelers get him. They want him to be the bell cow. They want, they're going to give every handoff to him. He's the guy. And you can find in some spots in town, I believe, uh, I believe it's BetMGM, he's at 10-1. to 1. In the last eight years... Offensive Rookie of the Year has gone to four running backs, three quarterbacks, and a wide receiver. So it is not a landslide MVP where it's always quarterback. Right. It can be a running back. And right. you know when Kyler Murray won it two years ago, Josh Jacobs was winning that award and he got hurt. Right. And he would have won that award. So at ten to one, knowing the amount that Najee Harris will get in his gut, now the offensive line worries I was me. Say, I, I just I, I think the offensive line stinks. So is there? I, I agree. So is there now? Anyone else out there, because now the focus is on the quarterbacks, right? You had five quarterbacks go in the first round. 
Trey Lance we may not see for a while. Justin Fields we kind of all anticipate, Sean, that we'll get on the field sooner rather than later. Wilson Jones and Lawrence are all starting. Is there a guy that is now falling down the board because of the quarterback shine that is worth the bet? I don't know if he's falling, but I just think I go back to when I initially came on the show, Jalen Waddle. Yeah, you like him. I just think he's going to be utilized in such a unique way. And the explosive plays, I think, are going to be there. You know, as it pertains to him, he's going to stay in the spotlight. I tell you what, a guy that I liked right out of the shoot, and then the odds plummeted, now they're starting to come back, Javante Williams. Hmm? I know Melvin Gordon's there. I think Javante Williams could have a big, big year. And at 30-1 to here at Circa, I think it's worth a look. But the quarterbacks, they're all pretty good. And they're going to they're gonna put up some numbers. They are. And Mac Jones is going to do quite well as well. We'll talk a little bit more about this on the top of the hour with Nora Princiati from The Ringer. It is the nightcap here on v At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month no matter what kind of entertainment you love addicted to true crime catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on a e crime central crave adventure explore asian action movies on hayah searching for something extreme check out skating snowboarding and more on fuel tv plus the global home of action sports and find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's hit nation playlist there's new free shows and movies to love every week say free this week in your xfinity voice remote getting ready to take on spring Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.